What's up, everyone? Welcome to this new episode of the Flow Prince podcast, a space where we share the blueprints of our ongoing glow up. I'm Helena Morgan, your host. I'm a multidisciplinary artist, intuitive and highly sensitive. And this is where we talk about all things wellness from that special lens we got as creatives. We're here every other Tuesday of the month. So take a seat and let's vibe together. I love that, like, I'm like, I don't know where we're going to go with this, but I just, I feel in flow. So I feel like it's just going to be like, like whatever is meant to come through will come through. Like, that's how I feel. I don't know how you feel, but I just feel in flow right now. I feel that way too, because I know that we like locked in everything like super recently. So it's like, I have certain things in mind and also we know each other. So like, I, I know it's going to flow. I mean, it's the name, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, and it's you. I think that's just your energy, though, right? Like, uh, you have yeah. that energy. So, yeah, yeah like, yeah, um, you always have. I so, receive. Like, <laughs> good, you better. <laughs> You're not coaching me, are you? <laughs> hey, a little. <laughs> like, I'm it, doesn't, it doesn't turn <laughs> off. It doesn't turn off. <laughs> And I love that. I love that. Um, I've had you in mind for this for um, an episode forever. Like, I think prior to even like starting recording, I was like, oh, Vanessa has to be on it. Number one, because you're part of the the people that, you know, came in at a very specific time in my life and it made me feel like very, you know, supported and taken care of and like, um, and in control of, here we're going to talk about money so in control when it comes to money and you know i'm a creative there's a lot of creatives that might not feel as empowered you know what i mean and so i think um beyond like me talking about my own journey with money and all of that i think that having someone like you come in and just talk about your journey and you know, maybe a few tips and, you know, observations that you've made, like, that's going to be amazing. Um, so to get started, do you want to introduce yourself? Oh, sure. I can <laughs> so I'm, I'm Vanessa Bowen. I'm a CPA and a money and mindset coach. Um, I'd say my coaching is very holistic in the sense mm-hmm. that I deal with the mindset first, and I truly believe that to achieve your financial stability, confidence, security, it starts with the thoughts, the relationship you have with money, because you can't manage what you don't even connect to. It's like any relationship, right? Like, how do you create this fulfilling relationship if you don't connect with your partner? It's Mm -hmm. the same thing with money. And so my coaching is really focused on getting my clients, which are predominantly women, really connected to money, releasing all the old stories and baggage and limiting beliefs that they've had, and then really teaching them and giving them the tools to build their wealth, to manage their money, to get out of debt, to achieve those financial goals. So it Mm -hmm. is definitely what I always say, like your mindset and your money management must always align. Yeah. Oh my God. You're taking me back because I feel like (laughs) it's been a few years and we're friends now, but like it's, um, it's been a few years since we worked together. And I feel like that's one of the things that really drew me to you because, you know, 
there are money, um, money coaches. So number one, I wanted to work with a woman. You're a black woman, so that was like, <laughs> and I feel like it's it's a two way street. Like for me, it's both like the support I'm receiving, but then I also get to support a business, right? And um, yes, and the the I think it's like a trifecta, but like I think a big thing is also the mindset aspect and just me being such a spiritual person having someone who like talks about money in the way that you talk about money was like a big thing because I think we tend to like disconnect so many things and just be like, you know, and I don't know, we're in North America. So the messaging is always very capitalistic, but like in, in it's just yucky and sticky. It's not like abundant. Yes. So whenever I, I, just find people who have like you know those specific skills that I may not have and like their mindset and and just um, their approach when it comes to life when that matches like that's just um it's like setting a standard once you start finding people like that you end up thinking like oh I think I could do that with everything with my business these are the people I want to interact with right absolutely um, but yeah, when you, when you said stories, I was like, oh my God, I, have so, I had so many stories um, about money when we got started. Do you remember yeah. something? I do. I do. I do. Put me on black. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I was like, do I share? Do I not share? <laughs> I remember one of the ones we worked on was mm. like the narrative around that like starving artist mentality. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if you remember that, but I remember that. Yeah, like I, I think I remember it as like thinking that I was at a stage where it had to be difficult. Like, yes, not necessarily that I was always gonna struggle, but like that it 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 just was what it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really? yeah. It's so true. It's mm-hmm. I remember that, and you're like, yeah, was that 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 working hard, having to struggle. And then I remember like during that time, like things just started to like flow into your life with ease. Mm. And it was like, yes, this is how it's meant to be. Mm. What else? <laughs> <laughs> okay, but me on blast now. Um, um, I know that was a big one. Um, I think the other thing we really worked on was what I was going to say is like, and I think a lot of women have, this in different, I'll say capacities, but that like deservingness, I'm saying deservingness, Mm. but like maybe it's the worthiness. And I think we all Mm. feel it as women of, yes, I am worthy of abundance. Yeah. And and not even just abundance, but wealth. Mm -hmm. Like I remember we, at one point, we talked about like this big picture of your life. And I don't know if you remember that, but it was this huge picture of your life and just you saying yes that's what I want and mm-hmm. I'm worthy of that yeah and I think as women you know we can see the picture but we deny ourselves of it mm. because we don't feel worthy of it or we look at how things have been or what it looks like right now yeah. and we're so blocked that we don't believe it's possible to get there and I remember when we did that work, I just remember you being like, yes, this is my picture. This is what the life I want. This is what I'm getting. Like the millions and everything, this is my life. And yeah. I remember saying to you, don't forget about me. <laughs> <laughs> You're famous. Like, this is what I'm 
it's like you could see it for me like oh no tomorrow this girl is gone <laughs> well, <I'm still> here. <laughs> but i told you like i think you know i know when i'm at least um intending to really stay in touch with people and all of that and for me like i was like no like beyond just the work that we did like as a person i would want you in my life so i'm glad it was still like connected <laughs> oh i made the cut thank goodness <laughs> there was actually a cut so you're not wrong to say that but like you would definitely not have been one of the people that i would have you know removed um but yeah like i think you know we just we're still in it but we just went through like a couple years of a lot of um you know hardships yeah. for some like and just i think collectively if not individually you know i always say like i was already on my path spiritually so i just went even more inwards and right. i was fortunate enough to not have health issues yeah. and you know for those around me either so mm -hmm. i really got to focus on that what was it like for you like as an individual and also like professionally yeah. So as an individual, I don't know if it, it felt just very interesting for me of like navigating that. Mm -hmm. Like, I think sometimes I felt so disconnected from what was happening in the world and what was happening in my life. Like, you know, when you're like, oh, I'm just in my little bubble type of jazz. Yeah. So I think I had definitely a lot of those moments of really just feeling so disconnected. And, and I think almost just that like disbelief of is this really happening is this our, mm. our world in our life right now is this really it <laughs> like, was you know, it because like, your direct environment did not reflect it yeah like i feel like in my direct environment it wasn't a huge shift or change mm -hmm. and even when we talk about like the professional side or the business side like at that time a lot of my all of my group coaching was online mm -hmm. it was just my one-on-one -on -one coaching that wasn't online so it was just easy to move that so mm -hmm. it, it wasn't like a from a business standpoint it wasn't really a huge pivot mm -hmm. it was more of, okay just bring everything in online which was you know pretty much all of it was already there except the one-on-ones, which was easy because you got Zoom. And I was already doing the group coaching on Zoom. So yeah, like it wasn't this huge, um, I'd say like shock factor mm -hmm. in terms of like what was happening in my environment. I think the shock factor for me was like seeing everything else that everyone else was experiencing and being like, is this really happening right yeah. now? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah in terms of your clients because do you feel like you had to um like almost include that thing that was happening in the world within like your yeah your groups like uh your sessions yeah absolutely i remember i started a cohort of the group coaching program the old program used to be called live in your worth and it started february Oh, wow. And we're all right. shut down. Yeah, in March. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. So we're doing this, eh? Um, so I had to pivot, like, literally as they were going through it because, you know, some of them, not necessarily all of them lost their jobs, but, like, their income was shifted. You know, they're, they're teaching their kids, like, doing the whole homeschooling. So we literally had to create, like, two different budgets for them. Like, mm -hmm. here's the COVID budget. And then here's the budget when life goes back to how it used to be. 
So it was a shift in terms of not necessarily the content that I was teaching them, but how we created their plans. So Mm. we legit had two different plans for them. Like, like legit, like here's the budget for COVID because again, you weren't eating out. There was no entertainment. So like all of those line items of your typical spending, like they were all cut. So it was really this shift of let's take that money that you are not spending and let's put it towards, you know, building your emergency fund. Let's take this time to pay off your debts because like the banks were giving all these incentives and, you know, save your interest and all that jazz. So it was really this shift of taking their money and focusing on their debt goals, their savings goals, because no one was going anywhere and no one wasn't spending, which was great because I had like several clients like literally pay off their debts during the last like couple of years because of that. So yeah, definitely a shift in like where we put our money, but not necessarily like how we manage our money. Mm. Also, I always think of you when I just do money stuff. <laughs> I always do. That's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, because you know what? Like when the uh, when the pandemic started was around the time that I was like, I felt ready to invest. Also, yeah, right. And I wanted, and I'm really always like that. Like even with you, like I, you give me information, but I like understanding things. I'm not like you give me the sheet and then I just oh, I'm just gonna do what Vanessa tells me. Like I like to understand. And so with investing, I remember that I felt ready, but I wanted to look into it further. And I remember like being so like upset that I didn't know what I wanted to know to make decisions. Because I bet everybody that knew about stocks, for example knew exactly what to do in that moment. Yeah. But I also feel like me feeling ready in that moment, that specific year, was because of the work that we had done. Because then it's mm-hmm. like, oh, I understand that, and I know how to manage that, so now I can, like, thrive and just, you know, have even more flexibility within my money, right? Yes. With my Absolutely. money. Um, but, yeah, I, I asked that about your, your groups because I was wondering, you know, I feel like what you do is also form of therapy. <laughs> like I had at the time a proper like therapist, a psychotherapist, but I was also, I feel dealing with, you know, my money trauma with you. I definitely had that. You might not remember, but like I had certain um, like limiting beliefs that did have to do with you know like a relative of mine and it's it happened super young so it, it wasn't even just the typical like oh whatever you see in your environment it was also like having to literally overcome someone making me feel less powerful with my money of like having less agency and all of that yeah. um yeah i'm always super thankful that we got to work together yeah. It's massive to be able to just like shift that and like take the power back. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, because sometimes I'm like, wow, I wonder if people, and this is something you might have seen like firsthand, but like I wonder how people who might have already have, like people who had access to coaching, if they started panicking. Because I remember like, I felt weird because, you know, I'm in Canada on my own, but money wise, Things were going really well for me. So I was just like, I'm about to chill and just go in. But did you see, even in your environment outside of the group, did you see people like behaving 
you know, not like not in abundance, like really in scarcity when yeah. the pandemic started. Absolutely. I think that was like literally where everyone went. Not everyone, but the I'll say the vast majority of population who doesn't have this heightened consciousness and awareness of abundance. Because everything around you, even without the pandemic, it's negativity. You know, the, the recession is coming. Inflation is this. So when the pandemic hit, 100%, a lot of people went straight to scarcity. A lot of people really just literally were close to, I'd say, like financial disasters. Mm-hmm. Like luckily, to your point, we live in Canada, so we, we do have a decent economy that gave protection and stability to people who couldn't make it. But yeah, absolutely. But, but I think there was this, as I say that, I think there was also like kind of like a flip, like there was the people who went into scarcity, but then coming through the scarcity, I think it was also the people, uh, the people who I'd say had the reliance, Mm. like, you know, on government support and on that jazz, but not saying, you know what, let me actually be in control of my finances and take back control so that if this happens in the future, I'm good. Mm-hmm. That's what I was hoping to see, that people would come out more like ready to face their finances mm-hmm. and ready to take control. I didn't see that. Yeah. <laughs> and out of it, like I definitely see like everyone's, a lot of people, I shouldn't say everyone, I don't want to generalize, but a lot of people have slipped back into their old way of being with their money. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is like sad. I'm like, this was a wake up call. Like, mm-hmm. if you don't now have an emergency fund after what we went through, then no one can help you. No mm-hmm. one can save you. Because yeah. like that was a wake yeah. up call for mm-hmm. everyone. Like, you gotta, you have to create your own economy. Yeah, you have to create your own stability. Like, you create financial security for yourself. You don't rely on a bank or a government to do it. Like yeah. that is scarcity mindset in its root. The abundance mindset is, eh, I'm going to make my money. I'm going to create my own economy. Whatever happens in the outside economy, I know I'm okay. Yeah. 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 What you're saying, like spiritually speaking, I feel like it's just the very definition of everybody can't come. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, listen, the people were meant to wake up, yes. woke up. Yes. Yes. Agree. Right? Because at the end of the day, if you, like like you said, the emergency fund, but then also your streams of income, like if yes. you're just having that main thing that is so, you know, feels so secure, and then the minute it goes away, then you have nothing, and that's, that's your time to just look into what else, like, yeah. is out there for you, um, and those who understood it, like, across the board. Because I think it was also a wake up call for our health, for example. Yes. Um, yes. Got it. Do you feel like? Do you feel like you have specific um, things that you see in creators? I don't know if you work with a lot of creators, or but I bet you work with at least like um, entrepreneurs and like mm-hmm. people in sole proprietorship. Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah. what are some things that you see a lot of those people doing? Because this is first and foremost for and by creative. So, to a certain extent, I just want to hear, yeah, like some things that you would want them to, you know, 
Yeah. When it comes to their money and managing their money. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I can give you a whole list. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, like a lot of my clients, definitely the majority of my clients are entrepreneurs, whether they're in this creative space or not. One of the things I think we neglect as entrepreneurs in general is we start our business, we want to create this successful business, and we forget the business finances. It's like, when I make the money, then I'll worry about it. Or when I hit X amount, then then I'll worry about it. And I say this to my clients all the time. It's about your mindset. Like You have to be a CEO from day one. Like I don't care if you haven't made a dollar, but it's the CEO mindset that creates the CEO business. If you're living from the scarcity mindset or the employee mindset, you're never going to have abundance. You're never going to have a, a successful business. And I always say this, like, you didn't start a business to be broke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you started a business because you, in your mind, yes, want to serve the world, but there's also this aspect of it where you know it's going to allow you to have the flow of money to create the life that you desire. So what I see a lot with with a lot of my clients when it comes to the business finances is, one, they sometimes don't have their business bank accounts. And so they're running everything through their personal or maybe the business. And it's a hot mess. Mm. And if you really want to build a viable business, you have to have the separation. Like you have to see your business as a separate entity. Yeah. It is not you. It's not your baby. It's not. No, no, no. It's it's a separate being entity that you have to run separately. So little things like that, like my clients, a lot of the times, even years in business, they're still running their personal and their business through the same account. And it's like, no, create separation because also from a subconscious perspective, your subconscious isn't going to take you seriously if you're not taking your business seriously. Mm-hmm. Like your subconscious is going to see your, see you as running a hobby, not yeah. a business. Yeah. So something as simple as that, please just get your separate business account, like be a boss, be a CEO. But then also when it comes to like managing the business finances, you know, a lot of my clients wait until tax time. Like they don't even see what their business is doing every month. They don't have a bookkeeper or they don't do their bookkeeping themselves. And then they wait to tax time to see what their business is doing. Like no millionaire CEO waits until, you know, once a year to look at the account. So it's these little things which are really, yes, practical, but they're also mindset because we don't do these things because either subconsciously we're living in these blocks of will we be successful? I'm finger crossing, hoping that this business will work. If you're not going in with the mindset that it is going to be successful, then it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? So you can't just pour all into building the business and then neglect the one thing that's necessary to literally have a thriving business. You need money to have a thriving business. You need money to live a thriving life. Mm-hmm. So it's those little things. And and one thing that my clients do a lot is they don't put money aside for taxes. Oh. I so many times. And I'm like, if you, and sometimes <laughs> my clients actually are scared to pay a lot of tax, but that's just blocking you. From- <laughs> What's that? You're scared, you said? Well, scared. I, you know, the thing I tell myself, like, is the 
the first like big one I got was last year, and I was like, listen, it means you made money. Yes. <laughs> so I just this whole comment up and like, you pay a lot, it means you made a lot. So, <laughs> but yeah, I saw the number and I was like, I also had less expenses than I was supposed to. Mm-hmm. So some of those like were like the, the year after that. But yeah, it was, I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was definitely like, wow, okay. Yeah. But it is that mindset shift, though, right? Of 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 believing and knowing. Okay, if I gotta pay more tax, that means I'm making more money. Mm-hmm. But if we live in this energy of scarcity or being mm-hmm. afraid of paying a lot of taxes, you're literally blocking yourself from building a big abundant business. You're blocking mm-hmm. yourself from the revenue that you want. So yeah, definitely don't be scared. But also like that habit of every month putting the money aside for taxes so that I'm not doing that. You're not doing that. No. We don't talk. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I have money that I set aside, like with everything that comes in, I kind mm. of um, jump essentially. Right. So I do it like, ev- like every month. Because, you know, also as an artist, I get grants at times. So it's right. just like, listen, this is a percentage. But, yeah. I mean, I skip my 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 money dates here and there, my little check-ins. But yeah. I try to, like, the cool thing about us working together is, like, I just kind of carry it with me, like, mm-hmm. all the time. So even yeah. when I sleep, there's still, like, you know, habits yeah. that I have on the daily. So yeah. Yeah, love it. Love it. <laughs> I hear you. I will do better. Yes, because <laughs> And I always tell, tell my clients too, like you want to have like a separate savings account for the tax stuff. Mm-hmm. Like literally open up a savings account, a business savings account. And every month, like put your, your income tax in there, put your HST in there. Like just have that money set aside so that when the tax bill comes, even though it's scary, you're like, oh, I'm cool because I have the money for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot. Money. Huh? It's so interesting because, like, I can see where I was a while ago. and then where yeah. I But I can still see now, like, what I need to work on. Like, yes. You know? It's, it's always a journey. Yeah, things come up and it's like I get to really like think about I don't know yeah. <laughs> what's going on up here, you know? Right. And I probably do too because sometimes we think about practitioners and like people who you know are like the experts mm-hmm. in a field as people who have it all together, and it's like not necessarily. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. have their own coaches, but like. I feel like even for you, you probably have moments where you're maybe limiting yourself a bit yeah, or things that you have to work on. Because you're a yeah. business owner too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I say this all the time. Like you're working on your mindset as a lifestyle. Yeah. Like just like you work on your health, like you, you don't just stop. So absolutely. Like every day, if I don't work on my mindset, 100%, like my blocks are coming back the limiting mm-hmm. beliefs are coming back. Like, And as you continue to grow and ascend in life and in business, 
there's more blocks and more blocks. So yeah, yeah. So hundred percent all the time. I'm like, okay, is that belief true? Is that just a thought that came in that wants to hold me back and working through it? And it's, it's the work, it's the work, but it's the work that gets you to where you want to go. Yeah. And in your life, like how much, how important is it for you to surround yourself with people who are like that? Like, would you say your 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 circle of people is like mostly people who think like you, or is it? Like- yeah, I'd say like my close, like who I would call today if I was in an emergency, like my close close circle. Absolutely, yes, yeah. absolutely, because yeah, I don't know. I just believe you can't be on that journey or this specific path of consciousness and awareness without having those types of people in your life. Yeah. You know, like energy is everything. And you're the product, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I've been at that stage like of just so much shedding. Yeah. And just like I don't know. It's 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 a. I think a lot of different factors happening at the same time. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not the only one. Like a lot of people, because we've grown. Yeah. We've been growing, but I feel like at least let's talk about people like us <laughs> who like you know answered the call specifically in 2020. I would say that there's been like a we've been on a journey prior to that, but. It's almost like we had two to three years to just boost. Like it was a boost, yeah. right? To speed through in the best way possible through like all these teachings that probably would have taken us so much more time because we had, you know, less distractions, yes. right? Yes. You don't have to commute anywhere. Like you have more time to think about how you do X, Y, Z, right? Yeah. And so I feel like through that, a lot of us have changed and... I'm at that point where, like, my environment is shifting a little bit, but way slower than where I'm at up here. Mm-hmm. That's, hard. That's super mm-hmm. hard. Yeah. Um, especially right now, because it's, like, typically, you, maybe you lose some people or, like, you, you, you know, the relationship is complete and it's step by step. But at that point, it's been, like, a lot of people. You feel like you had a lot of shedding, like, a lot of yeah. that happening like massively or has it been like I don't know slower and like gentler for you (laughs) yeah I feel like it's been definitely gentler um but I think I did a lot of that like prior to you Uh, know like I think I was I've always been that type of like who do I spend my time around who's in my circle like I'm a big thing of like I don't want your energy connected to me oh yeah (laughs) you know So, yeah, I feel like I did a lot of that prior to, but I do feel that like the last, I mean, just like the last year, I would say that I've um, attracted more people who are on that same vibration as me. Um, Yeah. I I would even say just like more, more so this year than anything. I think I've like attracted like new, I'll say friends and women in my circle that are like, on this trajectory, more yeah. so than like I've attracted in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need to hang out more. I think about that often, actually, because yeah. I'm like, 
we're, I mean, we're not yes, from the same city, quote unquote. Kind mm-hmm. of. Because <laughs> you're in the suburbs, but I'm just like, you know, when I, when I assess things, I'm like, you know, there, there are people that I have connected with that I'm not necessarily closest to. And I'm right. just like, if I had to really like pick, it's like, it's not that many people that are really, well, number one, who I trust, but then also who are on that vibe. And, you know, there's always that point where you go inwards and it's like a lot of um, being on your own and everything, but a lot of the healing is also in community. And so, yes, you know, for me, it's like so obvious that I've gone through part of it. And it's probably like the second wave because I went through like another wave prior to even coming to Toronto. But that wave is kind of like, yeah, a lot of shedding. And so now, now that I've done, you know, an additional layer of the work, finding the people that mirror like what I want for myself and like inspire me also. Um, Because I think it's like an, maybe an age thing where like you have a lot of connections who might be like the people you've known the longest or who you've been around for reason you met here and there and there's so many memories and everything and then you're like "Ah, I relate to you a lot less now (laughs) right right and I'm having to regulate a lot around you I'd rather be around people I don't have to regulate as much yeah it's never going to be zero but yes yeah bottom line you need to figure it out because you know (laughs) <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, for real. And I think it's one of the things that we said, like that we would, but it's like <laughs> we see each other once a year. I know, right? I know. <laughs> hey, but we're getting better. We're getting better. We're, like, getting-, we're getting better. <laughs> we are. We are. Yeah. But also, like me, I think I've learned that I need to express certain things. You know what mm. I mean? Um, it's so easy for people to be in their bubble and specifically yeah. like this is the most in in Toronto because it's the place where I have no family, for example. Right. Like everywhere else I had somewhat of a you know, yeah, a group, like a foundation. Mm-hmm. Um and I've traveled quite a bit. But here it's like a lot of people are very much in their bubble, they have their habits, they have their own circle and everything. And so now I have to do like all that work of like, hey, meeting new people or like, hey, I know you. And I think that we need to spend more time together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> into that. Yes. Nope. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a lot. It's very vulnerable, but mm-hmm. um, it's the work, right? It is. It is. It is. <sighs> yeah. So I want to ask you something about like what you like in terms of being a CPA or even starting your company, mm-hmm. what, what made you want to start? What made you want to be a CPA? And then what made you want to approach being a money coach the way you approach it? Yeah, great questions. Okay, <laughs> so... Um, Sorry, C- time. <laughs> uh, the CPA thing, I don't even know. I, I Yeah, I don't know. But <laughs> what I will say in terms I, of... I, I know. <laughs> What's that? I mean, I feel like is it something that you felt was like stable or like, you know, like the 
Yeah, like, yeah, like, this. yeah, you got it. You got it. Like, this is it. It's stable. You're good for the rest of your life type of jazz. Yeah. Yeah. No. But no. <laughs> but but when I was in it, so in terms of then, like, how I got into Mintworthy, really, it was my own journey. Because like, I started my career. Um, I didn't really know much about how to manage my money at all. And like, I came to Canada for university. So because mm -hmm. like born and raised in Bermuda, so I had no idea of like how life worked in Canada, but how financial life worked in Canada, to say the least. So I came over university, did the four years, landed my dream job, started my career as a CPA, thought I had made it. And I spent my money like I had made it. <laughs> and so got myself into like a hodgepodge of a mess. I had a condo I could barely afford, like all the things and all the things, but I didn't know how to manage my money. I was lucky because I had a mentor who happened to be my manager and she's the one who literally taught me how to budget. And I remember she's like, do you have a budget? I'm like, a what? A what? The B word's not for me. But literally she sat me down and that's when I started to learn about personal finance. Like I had never even like thought about learning about personal finance and a lot of it for me too, like internally of what I was going through was, you know, you're an accountant, you should know better. But being an accountant and knowing how to literally manage your own money is night and day. So I started to learn through her and I started to do my own budgeting. I started to shift my spending habits. I was paying down my debt, like all the things, all the things. I moved out of the condo. I moved into a basement apartment. And I was shifting my whole financial life. And I was saving. And in a couple of years, I bought my first investment property while I was still renting in the basement. Mm -hmm. And through this whole journey, I was just like excited, I guess. <laughs> Everyone should know this, like telling the whole world, but telling telling the women in my circle yeah. and realizing that they were just as lost. They were just as confused. They didn't know, like no one taught them. So I was teaching them what I was learning. And it really just started as this passion project of really realizing that there was this gap of how women didn't know about money. And on the outside, like we're putting on this great facade, like we've got it all together but financially, like we are struggling or we're confused or we're scared or we're living in all of these blocks. And so that's how this started. It's just like a passion project. And then I realized, obviously, as my career was growing, that this is what I was meant to do. And so that's why I left my corporate job. I started Mitworthy. But when Mitworthy started, it was mainly just, I'd say, like the basics of personal finance, like the money management piece. Mm -hmm. But as I started to build the business and get clients, I was realizing that the mindset was missing. And that piece of the pie, I would have never, like when I started the company, that was never in the vision mm -hmm. at all. But as I started to really look at my clients, I started to look at my own life and I started to look at my own money story and realize like, yeah, like when I was in my career, I kept telling myself when I make more money, I feel more secure. And then I'd get the money, I'd get the promotion and I'd still feel insecure. And that's what really took me on the journey of 
really understanding our mindset. That's how I got into neurolinguistic programming and decided to become a master NLP practitioner because I was fascinated with like how all these stories, like how all these limiting beliefs create our everyday money habits, cause us to spend when we don't have money, cause us to stay in debt, cause us to not even have a debt repayment plan or a savings plan or an emergency fund. Like all of those behaviors start with what we hold in our mind. Mm-hmm. So that's how this mindset piece came in. So I literally got fascinated again. And then got into this whole world of neurolinguistic programming and then started to implement those teachings into the coaching and into Mitworthy. So literally, it's I, I always say this sometimes, like Mitworthy is like my life's, I guess my life <laughs> turned into a business, but it was really, you know, me not knowing about money and realizing that I wasn't the only one and feeling like, okay, I can teach women how to do this. I can help women because I've been there. So when my clients are telling me their stories, I know because I've been there. I've had to call my landlord and ask to cancel the lease and him say no. Like I know what it's like. And I think that's what fuels me. It's it's knowing, knowing what it's like to be on that dark side, but knowing what it's like to be on the brighter side and knowing that anyone can shift if you shift your mindset and if you are open to changing a little bit of how you manage your money. Mm. Yeah. So silly. I love that you talked about the like the mindset part and how it came into play. Mm-hmm. That part, and I don't know, maybe like let me know if you're comfortable with that, but it also has to do with spirituality, not just psychology. Right. Yeah. What? How would you describe like the place that spirituality holds that space in, in your business? Yeah. Great question. So I definitely would say in terms of uh, how I view, even just like how I run the business. Like one of my mantras is the universe is my marketing department, <laughs> and I, the universe is my marketing department. Wow. <laughs> Hundred percent live and breathe. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, like in terms of like spirituality and like mindset, like I fully believe that this vision and this dream in my heart, and whatever dream you have in your heart, and whatever dream anyone has in their heart, I don't believe that like we planted this in ourselves. I believe it was planted inside of us from God, universe, source, whoever you believe in. And I remember one of my mentors told me years ago, this this was his saying, he said, um, the reason why you have these big dreams is because God puts them in your heart because he knows you can't achieve them without him. And this is his way of drawing you closer to him. Right? I just got chills. I just got chills. I got sun. (laughs) No, because I think, yeah, I think, honestly, I feel like spirit knows that I need to hear certain things right now. Yeah. Yeah, what you just said really was. You know one thing, and I, I mean, it's a bit like, it's a bit of a tangent, but I do have my moments where I'm like, do I want to do like the, and the I have moments where I'm like, can you hear me? Yeah. What was the last part you said? 
yeah, I'm in film and TV, as you know. And so yeah. I, um, I was saying, I do have those moments where I'm like, am I doing it for the right reasons? Why do I want, why do I have those big dreams? And especially it's, in, you know, the entertainment industry is a tricky one. Yeah. Not just in terms of like, making it but also in terms of like the energies in it it's tricky yeah. um so sometimes i do see you know those two different sides of who i am and it's you know part of the whole but like when i do something like the flow prints and when i do my acting work and screenwriting sometimes i do question like is one more more worthy than the other is one more righteous than the other like it's it's weird because i'm like am i like i'm not doing it for fame <laughs> i work very diligently at everything i do so the heart within it but sometimes i do wonder is it the dream or is it the ego mm. and it's um when you say that i'm like it's one of those reminders that you know no it's enough for a reason yes <laughs> It's like I need a lot of reminders for that right now at this stage. Yes. Um, it's not always the case, but, you know, yeah. there's just moments where, like, I need to hear it outside of me. Yes. Yes. With your mouth. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. It's so true. We got all the, all the lines. <laughs> yes, I cut you off, like. That your mentor was saying that they're in your heart because yeah because yeah God's drawing you like you can't achieve the dream without God and it's his way of drawing you closer to him mm-hmm. so when you ask like the role of you know spirituality in my business it's like well in my in my mind how I see it it's 100% I wouldn't be doing this business if I didn't have like this spiritual side or belief inside of me. Mm-hmm. And it's like every day I'm like asking God in the universe, okay, like give me the wisdom, give me the guidance. Like what do I do next in my business? Like a lot of the times when I first started, you know, I'd ask myself, what should I do? Like, you know, like what what, what should I do today? But it's like, wait a minute. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly, but not really, right? Exactly. So it's it's now this moment, these moments of like asking God, the universe for guidance and not leaning on myself. Because going back to what you said, leaning on myself sometimes is ego. Yeah. It's leaning on the ego, not leaning on what I call like my divine self. Mm-hmm. So yes, it's like bringing all of that into every decision of the business and and holding that belief that this journey I'm on is purposeful mm-hmm. and it's for a purpose that I can sometimes see, but sometimes I can't. And it's just believing that if I keep going, I will see it someday, yeah. one day. Yeah. Wow. You know, it took me back at, you know, to the time that we were working together. You remember when I got like that big date, that big um, screenplay? Uh, yeah. That Oh, like that was a roller coaster. It did not pan out, but I remember you saying like, because I was like, oh yeah, it's it's so dope. But I was like, I don't want to fully celebrate it just yet because it feels early, and a lot of things like Wall Street is like, there's just so many stages that you're like, this I know for a fact is like 
make to certain people, but to me, it's like such an early part of the process that you don't want to celebrate it too much. But I feel like you're also someone that's talking to, like, take the time to celebrate it, even if it's just myself, right? Um, Especially, I think, when you're a bit of a perfectionist or also, like, you just gone through life and you've not been taught that certain things are a big deal yeah. <laughs> even when they're not a big deal to others it can be a big deal to you yes. like it's great to have people who remind you of that and you know like I remember getting my master's degree and just being like yeah I'm just not because also I didn't want to really do it and I got it and you know another person just told me like it's it's a master's degree like graduate and I was just like so ready to be done with it that I just decided that it was a massive milestone like people don't do that (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah oh I remember that time oh this whole thing and sometimes I think of what you said and I'm like I wonder if part of it didn't happen because I held back I I but I also feel like I I did manage to reach a stage where, like, I was like, "This is this is happening." Yeah, but it can be scary. Does it happen to you yes. sometimes? Where it's like you're like, "This is happening," and you're like, "I, there's no net." Yeah. <laughs> yep. And I know God got me, but at the same time, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. 100% like I feel that I used to have a card on my desk I took it took it off I think just a little while ago but it says like leap and the universe will catch you and I had it there just like reminding me of those moments where yeah like you're like okay <laughs> this is happening am I ready and it's always that question right am I ready am I ready and it's like nope Leap, the universe will catch you. And that's, that was grounding for me. I think I had that card on my desk probably like most of, probably took it off, I think probably maybe February. Yeah. So probably from like last summer till, till then, it was just that reminder of, okay, you're going into crazy territory, but leap and the universe has got you. Yeah. It's like, well, I have two things to say about this. It reminds me of that meme of like, if somebody on a cliff, and so you have God's hand. We also have God's hand. That reminds me of that. And then another beautiful thing, like for me, when I hear you say that, that you just removed it, it's almost like, okay, you integrated that. So you don't need it on your desk anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So true. So true. So true. Um, and yeah, just to wrap up, like, what, where is the business going? Like, what's the next super exciting thing, but also maybe scary thing that you're working on? Yeah, I would say um, exciting and scary. <laughs> I think everything's exciting and scary when you're an <laughs> entrepreneur. Um, but in terms of like next phases of the business, mm-hmm. definitely shifting more to doing the group coaching program and definitely like scaling that. But what's come into my heart literally in the last, I'd say two weeks is creating a whole new program. that's really just focused on entrepreneurs. So the current program I have is called Unblock Abundance and that's mindset and personal finance. 
But what I'm feeling called to do is creating something new called Unblock Your Business, which is business mindset and business finance. So that's scary because like I do that with my one-on-one clients, the business finances, but never created a course around it. Mm. So when I say scary and exciting, scary and exciting, but I'm so feeling called to to lean into that more. So that is, yeah, we'll see. That will be the plan for the rest of the year. So we'll see what that looks like. Oh, I know it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we can call it, you know, like that, you know, message that's coming, but it's like, it's here. It's yeah. So true. Like, it's so true. Yeah, I feel it. I feel it. This was so good. I am so glad that we did this. Are you Me too. You? Yeah. What's that? Are you Are you glad that you took part in this? Like, yeah, this was so good. This yeah. was. So, and I I told you like things are just gonna flow. Like, it was so beautiful. Like it was just so beautiful. So thank you, my love. Thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you so much for the wisdom you shared and like just even the pieces about your journey and all of that. Um, I'll add your info you know, in the description, but like if you have one last message for the audience, like for the listeners. Um, okay. I think the last, <laughs> the last message I think I would leave is, you know, we're all worthy. Mm. And when I say worthy, that's not just your financial worth. That is you worthy of the love, the abundance, the the beauty, the health, like you're worthy. And I think the more we realize that and we live from that mindset and from that level of conscious awareness, I think we get to create and co-create this beautiful world. But when we deny ourselves of the worth, we can't see that. So whatever it is that's in your heart like we talked about early, earlier, know that it was placed in your heart mm-hmm. and know that you're worthy and deserving of it, regardless of what current circumstances or appearances look like. You are worthy just as you are. It's a wrap for today. We appreciate you for listening and we hope you enjoyed every bit of this episode. Before you leave though, we got a special request for our MVPs. Please don't forget to tell a friend about us And take a quick minute to leave us a review on your podcast platform of choice. It means the world to us and really helps our platform reach more amazing listeners like you. Follow us at The Flow Prince on all socials and see you next time.